welcome to Classically Awful. A Blake Seven podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm your other host, Imogen. And I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> We're doing a morning um, a morning record session. thing after ha- both having gotten a hit of endorphins. Yes, we both went running this morning. Yeah. We're so, so fucking healthy. It's oh just man. disgusting. It's dreadful. Um, <laughs> that bit from... I'm um, quite sore now. <laughs> <laughs> that bit from... Um, oh, uh, parts of recreation. Sure, it gets you fit, but at what cost? <laughs> I was like, yeah. That is a funny show. It's a great show. <laughs> I like, because we've been a complaints handler, I like how when um, she says, when I, I just hear people, when I hear people complaining or shouting at me, oh no, I'm going to have to cut this stuff, I've gotten it. <laughs> people who complain are just people being. There's a meme on it, but I tried to tell a story the other day in, in, in Bye 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 and I forgot the name of the show the thing came from. I yeah. forgot the name of the actor who said the line and I forgot the line. I was like, that was a really good story. Yeah. I was like, get in there with that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a very compelling, very compelling it's, 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 story. It's what, what we call in our family doing an Audrey. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, oh, I read once that a business moved out here a little while ago. I can't remember what the business was called, where it came from or what the name of it, you know, or what, what sort of line of business it was. It's like, like you come out of that. Fascinating story. <laughs> that, that conversation elucidated. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, equipped with facts. Yeah, we're going to do the sparkling dinner party repartee. <laughs> she was an awesome woman, though. Yes. Um, we're going to do our usual thing and open some cards. Your game of skill. Your move, I think. Is it my, it's my uh, turn to go first? Yeah, your turn to go first. Cool bananas. It's like no one will know this music. The card music we have underneath this is from Final Fantasy VIII. And oh, um, it's, the, it's the, the music you play, you get when you play card games. And, oh, um, cool. Um, I know that. One of my good old friends, you remember Phil? Yeah, yeah. Um, he used to play Final Fantasy VIII again a lot. And um, we got together, um, I got together with him and his, I think his wife now, but his girlfriend at one point, and she just said that music. She could hear it from everywhere in the house. It drove her fucking nuts because he knew because he would just keep playing. Because yeah, there's things you have to do in the game to play. You play it over and over and over over again. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. And it's going forever. Yeah, exactly. My mum. My mum was the same. Okay, so what have I got? I've got Avon. I've got the security drone. I've got a problem. I've got Roe from today. And another one of the crew captive. So all doubles, but nice ones. So nice doubles. Okay, let's see what I've got in here. Please, 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 please. No, I think we're all oh, shouting luck again. Ensor, Tarvin, and Jenna. Virus. We've got, got that one a lot. Yeah, have we? Okay, we're just going on one of Blake. Just Blake with um, quite a good outfit. I like that. That's one of my favourites of his. Yeah, and then we've got the Pursuit Ship, Sigvilla down the bottom, and Ensor. Yeah, so nothing, nothing, nothing new, but there's more double ups for, for, the, for, the, for the pod for our loyal viewers. <gasps> that is something I needed to tell you. Yes. We got mail. This just came through on the cipher. Read it. Did we? From we got, so we got some. We got some mail. Um, okay. Let me just pull it up um, because stupidly I forgot that we got some mail and I haven't got it pulled up. But I'll pull it up right now. Um, in, I've got a new office now, so I've got everything within easy reach. I feel very professional. And I've got a puppy on my lap, and they're not 
scrapping. Okay, so um, remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about D&D alignments for all the characters? Ah. Um, so this is a new friend of the pod called Yay. Morgan. I won't give out the last name. Hi, Morgan. Um, uh, has sent us an email and I'll, I'll read it out because it's very nice. Um, Megan Imogen, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I love the show. Y'all are hilarious and I really enjoy your conversations. Ah. I commute an hour each way to work. Lately, when I listen to the, the week's cat classically awful, I have to go home and watch Blake Seven. <laughs> I love I love to have themed episodes in addition to the episode episodes, like an all-fashioned cast episode or a shipping yeah. episode. Isn't it? Oh, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we've got to have. We're going to have. We don't want to end the whole series um, when because there's only four seasons. Yeah, yeah. So we're, ha- we're not going to be halfway through. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's not. I mean, there's so much more to talk about, in my opinion. There is, uh, with especially, and especially if we go into the crossovers between Blake Seven and, and Doctor Who and um, other shows that we watched around the same time. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't mind doing a few on our Wednesday. Like you know, we used to run home from school so we could get to watch Monkey Magic and oh, yeah. and the goodies and all the shows that we used to watch when we were kids. So there's a lot of material there for the classically awful people. Yes, so, but but there's a lot of material just to do with Blake Seven. We don't I know. Have to go too far yeah. that. Anyway. Uh, fanfic recommendations would take up a whole another email, they say, but the author X underscore LOS on AO3 has some really wonderful Blake and Avon fix. Okay. So um, we can I'll have a yeah, check, check out of those. Yeah. People should have a squeeze at that. Um, and there you go. Here's my stab at everyone in series, season one and two's D&D alignments. They believe that Blake is chaotic good. Lawmakers, yeah. lawbreakers, let us fight them all. Why not? That's a good uh, Avon quote from that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe my favourite line in the whole series is from Avon in Shadow, pretty much sums it up. Um, yep. Avon's lawful evil, I would agree with that too. Yep, yep. Uh, because, of course, he, ha- he and Blake have to be opposite of the, each other. They have yep. to. Yep, yep, yep. Um, next, please, after he shows, shoves a dude off a cliff. <laughs> also from Shadow. Um, Serverland's chaotic evil, I, I would. Uh, I suppose she's all out for herself, isn't she? She doesn't really give a shit about the Federation. Yeah, no, no she's so. all, all about her. It's all about her and all her power. So that makes sense too. She's chaotic evil. evil. She's just, <laughs> Morgan's written, sometimes it seems she's just in it for the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, chaotic neutral. Yep, yep. agree with that one. The ultimate pirate alignment. I'm using neutral in the sense that it leans towards good overall rather than towards evil. I agree with that too. Yeah, yeah. Callie, neutral good. Yep, because she's not for law. No. Um, and she is a... Um, the guerrilla warfare person. Yeah, she's a terrorist. Well, basically, like what Morgan's a freedom fighter. Not beholden to law or order. If there's ever a reboot, they need to pay her more as an actual terrorist. And I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what um, the Shake and Blake guys say in mm. the podcast that it becomes a bit Jenna and Callie become receptionists in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as the things go on, which is so true. And Villa is true neutral, stereotypical sense in that he only cares about himself. Yeah, that's so, right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, well done. You did a very good job on that. Thanks, I think better Morgan. than better than we. I think we had, had a half hard stab at it and well I've got no idea about D&D really aside from listening to the McElroys play D&D yeah well they have no idea about D&D it's so funny having gone because I've I've, I've DM'd a couple of campaigns and only after having listened to McElroy like Taz the Adventure Zone if anyone doesn't listen to that go and check it out it's really good they don't need our endorsement they have billions of listeners but you know um I'm endorsing them anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can give us a shout out on their podcast. We'd get a few viewers out of that, I reckon. But yeah, um, I actually DM'd after I'd listened to them, and I DM'd for a, a very good friend of mine who was a who was a bit of a D and D purist, and she was just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she enjoyed herself. I think yeah. she was silently judging me the whole time. Crazy. Mm. I'm a bit crazy. 
So, um, thanks yeah. for that, Morgan. Yeah. That's Anyone awesome. else wants to give us some D and D alignments or just general chatter? Or and we've got now some fanfic to go and look up, which is awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, um, yeah. Okay. And so, should we get stuck into this thing that is these horizon? We should. All right. We okay. need the, we need the um, thing, don't the thing. we? Oh crap! Where is it? There it's it is. Just there on the shelf. Okay. On oh. my newly arranged shelves. Oh, 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 oh. I just have to not disturb the puppy on my lap, because otherwise he'll go. Nuts. Now, what are we reading from again? That thing that, that I do the, the thing, thing that for we're doing with yeah. the thing. Okay, cool. So. Terminations for Illustrated Blake 7, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Horizon. The crew of the Liberator are suffering nervous exhaustion following their series of close encounters with the Federation. They therefore take the Liberator into a distant part of the galaxy only to find, much to their surprise, a Federation space freighter passing nearby. Yes. And this has got quite a long... Um, it is. A, it's funny because it is a bit. Um, it's. I don't know. It, I think it's a well done story. This one, but we'll get into it's why. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But it's cool. Yeah. And there, there are some problems with it. But then there are problems with everything. And um, so yeah, the, the stress related uh, illness. Everyone's suffering from stress related. They all look. Yeah. The opening shot is them on the liberator, and they all look buggered. They all look yeah. really tired. And there are a few face close ups of people looking weary. And and they're all really shitty with Blake. Yeah. Like yeah. they're shittiest shit. Like they like the little Blake Seven fights. That they're not even. They haven't even got enough energy to be yeah, to punchy in the fight. fights. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that um, uh, Blake's, is Blake getting headaches? Headaches. I was yep. getting back pain. And developing stomach cramps. It's because they're all in a state of advanced fatigue shock. Which is, co- which is cool. I mean, that's something you don't ever get. You don't get – that doesn't get explored in a lot of space. Stuff. Or, yeah, adventure stuff. Mm. Like you don't, you don't get to the point where you're like, okay – um, these guys have been on the run for six years or whatever, or they've been doing this and the other. And there, there's got to be some physical ramifications for that. For sure. And um, you know, you're not you're not on the Enterprise where you've got you know a holodeck. holodeck. Yeah, that's right. And arboretum. <laughs> and, and some children. And so many <laughs> fucking children. Yeah. Um, children that you're putting in mortal peril. Every, every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So Avon's like, oh, no, Blake's like, oh, nonsense, nonsense. I'm fine. Mm. And um, then Avon signals around and says, we've been on the run for far too long, blah, blah, blah. Um, why are we out this far? And mm. and Villa's like, oh, I'm going blind staring at these detectors. And they're all having a good old Black 7 moaning session. Yes, they are. <laughs> and and then, then they just spot this random freighter that's travelling out further away from the centre of the galaxy than they are already at. And, and Blake they're just in. goes, oh, let's follow it. And, yeah. and, and everyone just looks at him like, what the, we just told you we're fucking tired. We just told, we don't want to go anywhere. We just want to sit, yeah. you know, let us sit down for a minute. We're in zone nine. <laughs> We're in zone nine, which is apparently a long way away yeah. from, you know, wherever the fuck they are the now. Center of yeah. the Earth is. Well, presumably it's like, you know, it's like, you know, the first episode with the um, category nine crimes. Yes. So category, so, so category one, so zone one would be Earth. And then, Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Although that's, doesn't work either because we're out we're, we're out on a, on a spiral rim. Yeah, we're on the edge of the spiral. So zone maybe they're just I don't know. Maybe it's closer into the middle of the galaxy. Maybe who knows? Anyway, somebody who's got some more astrophysics. Phys- I mean, if anyone could be could be asked to plot out where they go in Black Seven in the in the universe, then I just think it couldn't possibly be. Anyway, mm. so yeah, they, they they follow this freighter for no fucking reason. Everyone's and and Jenna Jenna says very clearly. Holding course was plotted. Blake, I'm tired. Can I go on automatics? No. She's crabby. She's crabby. And, I'm, and, and Blake says no, and I'm like, no, and she's darling, like, you're not, he's said, not your boss. Yeah, I would have just said, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to get a drink. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I'm having a lie down. Yeah. An LLD, a little lie down. <laughs> um, um, 
But yeah, yes. So off she goes. They, they're still flying, and then they see the freighter go through. They just see the freighter just, you know, go through some, some sort of light show. Thing. And, and um, like, oops, what's that? Too late. Let's keep following. And um, Gan puts the force shield up. Not Gan, sorry. Blake puts the force shield up um, because he's being sensible about it. And yeah. um, they go through this thing, and it's very, very loud and very, very nasty. And they would obviously have Russian been killed had they not static. put the force shield up. And um, uh, as soon as they come out of it, uh, Villa goes into spasms with the stomach ache, and he does a good job of acting not yeah, feeling he acts well. Sick really well. Hmm. He sort of yeah seems to be having a good good doing a good impression of somebody having some spasming going on. Yeah, it doesn't look nice. Doesn't no, look nice it doesn't at all. Look like he's having fun. He's a good actor, Keating. He's really he's good. very good. Yeah. He's very very good. Um, um, and then yeah, yeah. Um, Kelly sh- shoots him up with some sort of massively cool drug, and he loves it and sort of falls asleep. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're having like, a chat. When they go through the flashing light thing, it's like, what's happening? Judgment Day. Did you say that? Or is it? And Gan, it's Gan spotting. Gan's growing all right, going, all right. Yeah, that's right, because all right was being, being his teacher before that. Oh, that's right. He's getting lessons on stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, poor Gan. Yeah, Gan spotting. He's, yeah, he's uh, having a tutorial to catch up. On something. On something. Mm. Anyway. Something space related. <laughs> it's weird. They never, I mean, they never quite, spoiler alert, we don't have much more time left with Gan, but they, 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 were, they never really establish whether he's stupid or not if you know what i mean like well, yeah what grade he is they he's simple but he's alpha. not but every now and then he comes out with really good like yeah it's he's practical and so these are they're trying to make him a gentle giant they've just got no real use for a gentle giant character no, no, in this one. Anyway. i mean no because because they, they they hamstrung themselves because they made him a gentle giant who couldn't actually be violent yeah that's right and that's part of the trope you have the gentle giant who's the nicest person on the on the team but who goes nuts when people yeah who cares about are attacked that's right um and they can't do that because yeah, he's got limiter really weird choice narrative wise isn't yeah it? i think they i think they worked that out which is why he's not yeah, not there later on um but uh then we go back down well then the, the to... actual planet shows up yeah yeah planet. and jenna jenna and blake uh decide they want to go down on the planet and check it out because because it's only visited once a year by the federation um and it's very very far away from the federation so it's like i think blake's kind of taking it on board that his crew is tired and he's thinking about finding somewhere yeah. to rest and um so um they're getting ready to go down and as they're chatting in the teleport room jenna and blake are chatting with each other um Jenna sort of asks him why she's going with him because he's tired, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he says, "Well, I'm taking you away because um, Avon, Avon might. might run away if I if I go down." He's at that point, breaking yeah. point, but he probably won't unless you're there because you're a better pilot than he is. Because um, he plays percentages, and yeah. it's, it's just hilarious because it's one of those cases of, "Oh, he's standing right behind me, isn't he?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Avon has obviously heard the whole Dramatic thing. Irony. Yeah, and he's Best. he looks pretty shitty about that too. So, but he puts them down. Yeah. Yeah. And they last about, oh, you, they put, they're down in these sort of caves things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a smoke and machine. They, with a smoke machine to make it look like a different planet. And some this, plastic and some plastic plants from Bunnings. Plas- yeah, they went to Bunnings and got some plastic plants. <laughs> or Ikea and got some plastic plants. <coughs> and, um, yeah, they sort of stumble around in this cave for a bit. And then you can see them being seen by the little cameras. And yeah. um, the, 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 the first thing, then we get switched to the first shot of Roe, who is um, the main, I suppose he's the main character of this episode, really. Yeah. He's he, gets, he gets one, more screen time than everyone else, I think. He's the one who does has the most developing to do. Like, he's the yeah. one who has to make it. Yeah, yeah he's, got the, he's got the proper story arc in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees them on the view screen and they get shot with um, poison darts, mm-hmm. or, you know, sleep darts, and he says, oh, what are the things on their wrists? Take the things on the wrists and bring them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have a little, we see 
he's sitting on like this throne thing. It's it's pretty obvious that he's meant to be in charge. Um, and but before Blake and Jenny get nabbed, we we see, we see this sort of primitive mining operation. Yeah, going that's on. right. And um, it's being the mines are being worked by these guys in um, animal skins. Yeah, and, and when they get hair beads, like yeah, they had a trip to Fiji and yeah. hair beads put in their hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they obviously haven't had a trip to Fiji because they're in in mines being slave labour force. Yeah, don't need a trip to Fiji apart. No, no, I don't think they. I don't think they. I don't think they made got their uniforms there and sent them away. That's right. But the I was going to say, I was going to say that's right. And and when they get nabbed, they get nabbed by um, one of these minor dudes shooting them with a blowpipe. So they're obviously but then the Federation guard is the one who sort of gathers them up, and that's yeah. the person that Roe talks to. So yeah, there's a oh, there, there's, there's a hint that something's not okay. Yeah, there's a Federation presence on the planet. Yeah, um, very strong Federation planet presence, which kind of negates the whole biz of going down there to find a rest up rest up place. Yeah, if it's swarming with Federation guards, it's not really going to be the best place. Yeah, for and, and Blake calls up, doesn't he? Because there's Federation guards everywhere. It's like right, that's it. That's when you should be pulling the plug. He's yeah, saying, right. There's clearly a Federation here. Let's just go back to the ship and take off in the opposite direction. And, but, you know, and that's else. the end of the episode and yeah we haven't done that joke before have we no, that's right. no we haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so yeah they get spotted they get captured uh avon and callie are having a chat up back on the, the ship um, uh, with Bla- with Gan too, Gan's body. Yeah, Gan's Gan's there, Gan's and, and Villa's there too, one. actually. Yeah. Although Villa's still wasted from the soma. Yeah, he's drunk. Yeah, he's himself. drunk as shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Avon, you know, oh, I want some more of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> Kelly's trying to convince Avon that the that Jenna and Blake are in trouble, and and Avon's, Avon's like, of course, of course they are. You silly tart. Yeah. You don't need to feel that they're in trouble. They're not called in, and we can't get in contact with them. You don't think it? You don't? You don't feel You're not, it? Yeah, you reason it. She she's trying to be. Um, yeah, she's trying to be a bit mystic about it, yeah, and Avon's being a cunt to her yeah, about it. Right. <laughs> He's horrible. You do not need to be mystical about this. Yes, but now don't pull that shit out on me. He obviously he obviously does not handle pain well because we remember when he was sucking like a silk, like a sucky lala oh in um, in the Orac episode where he's got radiation poisoning and. Oh, he's just angry about it all. Yeah, yeah he, he just... doesn't handle pain well. Yes, that's right. Um, but. Gan convinces Kelly that he should go down rather than her. With Villa. With Villa. Although he's still, Villa's still wasted, so yeah, I don't know what why? Yeah. he's going to do. Um, and uh, Villa tries to sort of get Avon to go down, and Avon says one of his good lines there, which is really good. What about you? What about me? Why don't you go? You are expendable. And you're not? No, I'm not. I am not expendable. I'm not stupid. And I'm not going. Uh, so Gan and Villa go down, and you, you pretty much they last know. About two seconds. Yeah, they so get they get they get spotted as well. Then we cut to Blake and Jenna being tortured. Well, they're on this sort of wrought iron rack. They're on a sort yes. of rack that looks, looks very uncomfortable. Just a big, you know, some metal bars in a rectangle shape. Hmm. Um, and nothing's really happening. They're just talking to Roe or Rose talking to Ben. Yeah. About what's going on, and he's asking them questions, and they're not talk- being tortured yet. I don't think, but oh no no. The- Oh, that's right. They're on the dis- they're on the rack. They're not being tortured. Yeah, it's yeah. called the disorienter, <laughs> but it hasn't been turned on yet. No, yeah. And Rose trying to get information out of them, and, and Blake's trying to turn the tables on him by saying, "No, I'm going to ask you a question." Yeah. You know, um, are you you know, is this a Federation colony? And Rose says, "I dislike the word colony." Yeah, um, it's a nice back and forth there, because then later on, Blake says, "I dislike the word prisoner." Yeah. And it's it, 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 they have a rapport. You can tell that that Rose fascinated by them. Yes. Um, and he seems to be quite a nice bloke, but then we meet. The real power behind the whole biz to um, 
Federation dudes chatting and it's an old dude who we know as the commissar. I don't know if we get the younger dude's name. We do, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember! Anyway, there's two guys and they're both wearing the same clothes as Roe. Which, see, Roe's not dressed like the savages in the mines. He's dressed in sort of the same sort of like a uniform thing. It's a very fetching uniform. Yeah, actually. it's sort of red sort of velvet a, again. Yeah, it's not really a uh, like a star um, space command uniform. No. It's, it's obviously just a Federation thing. Diplomat. I think it's like a diplomat yeah, uniform. Cause he, yeah. Because we find out later that Roe went to training at the diplomatic corps oh, um, with right, Federation. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've got these two older, this, this young dude and the older dude, the commissar, are having a chat. And the young dude has been stationed on the planet with Ro for two years, I think it is. Yeah, I've been in this godforsaken hellhole or whatever he calls it yeah, he for two it. years. He's, he's really fucking pissed to be there. He doesn't want to be there anymore. He wants to go home. And um, uh, the commissar is... Has, he's the one who came in on the freighter, basically. But, yeah, with, yeah. And, um, for his yearly visit. Yeah, and he's a patronising shit. Like, yeah, he's he a horrible is. dude. He really is. And he's just got he's he's, he's got those faces too. That you, you know, I mean, you know, he's played King Lear a couple of times, or yeah, um, something like that. And yeah. he's very Shakespearean British face, and he's got a very refined British accent. And they they're having a chat about um, how. Having a chat with each other about Federation stuff and the old dude's uh, very confident and cocky and the young dude's like, no, 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 if this is the best idea, I'm pretty sure Rose not a great yeah, choice. He's not as malleable. Yeah. As yeah. And, he's, and the commissar's like, well, I found him perfectly fine back at Space Academy and, mm. you know, I was, I was his, um, he, I was his mentor and, you know, mm. clearly thinks that he's got it, he's all over it mm. and it's going to be fine. But then you see, when you see Ro talk to the commissar, there's obviously a very – they're very familiar with each other, and Roe is really happy to see him. He's, he's an old teacher of his. Yeah, and yeah. But, but as I said, um, the commissary is a patronising ass to him the I whole time. I think it's even quite early, though, when he says, oh, you know, um, you know, you should be grateful you were all living in caves before we got here. And he, he says, even that early on, I think he says, we might have been living in caves, but at least we had our own culture. Yeah. So there's a little bit of it. You get a hint that there's a bit of tension. And a bit of brewing. Yeah, there's a bit of pushback about it all. Yeah, then, then Gan and Villa beam down. We get one little shot of them beaming down and, and you know that they're going to get caught they get in a caught. couple of seconds. Um, then, then we go back to Blake and Jenna getting tortured. And it's obvious that the torture has started because of the commissar being there. Yeah. Ro, Ro wasn't, like, into going straight into the torture. Yeah. So, um, and they're trying to get uh, information out of them about the ship and who they are. Um, it's interesting because... None of them seem to recognise the name Blake, yeah. um, which is kind of explained because the planet is so far away from the centre of um, Federation space. So, like the, the the young dude doesn't know who Blake is yeah. at all. So he's been he's been there for two years. He's so been there for two years. Yeah. Um, Rose doesn't know who he is. He says he thinks they're resistance. Yeah. Um, and the commissars being a bit cagey. I think you get the. I think you, I think it's the hint is strong that he knows who. Yeah, it he is. knows what's going on. Um, they get a, they get the background about the planet from Ro because Ro gives a chat gives him a chat about how it's a got a rich source of monopasium two three nine yeah he answers up all of this information mm. to Blake and he's like oh well no wonder your people are dying you know it's it's radioactive, it's radioactive. radioactive and um, and he's like oh they're all primitives working in the mines everyone are primitive and he looks wistfully away except for one for one there's one obviously there that's not a primitive yes um, and yes yeah, so they keep torturing them. Yeah, and, and and Blake wants to talk to um yeah, Blake wants to talk to Roe alone. He boots the commissar out mm. and, and starts chatting about and blundering on about shit that 
we don't know about, but he talks about having met a guy called Pora. Yeah, that's right. On um, on the Cygnus Alpha ship on the London. On the London. None of which we saw. Right. This so is a bit of retcon. retcon yeah. Um, but he talks about this guy called Pora, who apparently studied with Rowe at the academy and um, got sent to Cygnus Alpha, where he died. Or he died on the ship on the died way on there. Died on the ship. Well, they, yeah, they threw his body into space. So he must have been one of the ones that rake a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they're all lined up, getting shot while they were hiding in the But, yeah, none of this is, this is all just retcon. Yeah, because yeah, we don't um, know. We don't and Pora. But, but Rowe's been told that Pora is, has been stationed somewhere. Or was on a training course. Yeah. Yeah, and um, by the commissar. And Blake's basically trying to make it, Clear to Roe that um, Commissar's lying through his little And that Pora told teeth. him that Roe's father would never have um, let his people turn, be turned into slaves. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. It's and it, there's this inconsistencies here because um, Blake has shown no indication that he knows anything about the planet before. Not horizon at all before. So, but maybe because it was called Horizon, the original name of the planet was something different. Maybe. So, there, but there's little gaps that needed. Yeah. And the little, little niggly gaps that I think would have been better filled. Um, and there are some spots where they could have cut too, so it could have been a little bit more clear. Yeah, they flick back and forth from Liberator to, tor- mm. to a torture room to the mines. Yeah. <clears throat> and anyway, there's that people they've got them on the disorienter after mm. this at some point, and they're like, hang, oh, hang on, Jenna, just, you know, they can't keep this up much longer. She's like, oh, I'm busy more. They can't keep this up. And you just rightly pointed out to me, yes, they can. They can just leave it on and walk away. They can keep it on. <laughs> the reason why and they can't you, keep it up. And then it's you not die. like it's costing them anything. Yeah, and then you die. <laughs> I mean, unless it's run by, I don't know, double A batteries. Yeah. And, right. and you're not rechargeable. And you've got to get them on the charger before the, um, before the Xbox um, controller <laughs> runs out. You know, before the kids get home and need the Xbox controller. I, I mean, it's um, just like, it's, it's such a funny line to say that can't keep this on much longer because no one's doing anything physical to them yeah. anyway. And then she passes out and he's like, all right, you can stop because she's passed out. Yeah. And I'm not sure they get any they get anywhere with that. Oh, they start up the disorienter again. Yeah. And he's like, hang on, Jenna. And then and then they wind up in the mines after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, get, they get sent to the mines. Um, yeah. Blake and Jenna are in the mines. Um, and they meet, and Jenna meets up with another one of the primitives and she says, oh, I'm not one of these people. I know. Which, I mean, there's difficulties with this whole society. Yeah. Anyway, she's called Selma and she was to marry Roe, um, but the commissar didn't like her, so he sent her to the mines because she thought that he thought she was in, um, what's it called? Um, disruptive, sorry, in, a disruptive, uh, influence. A disruptive influence. Okay, yeah. Basically, she doesn't like the commissar, so he sent her yeah. away. And wants, the people to be, wants their people to be free and yeah. not colonised by the Federation. And it's just interesting because um, at this point, they get the whole people, all the people in the mines get fed, and there's this big like bowl of gruel. And the, the savages sort of part ways and let Selma take her food first because obviously she's a princess. She's, yeah. um, but then they all just sort of jump in and start shoving it in their yeah, mouths. Yeah. And this, I think this is just one of those things that shot super wide because Blake sort of says, stop, yeah. and then basically commands them how they should eat. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I we're trying Blake to establish that um, Blake is a better person than the commissar, but he's doing exactly the same thing like that the commissar is doing. Behave. Yeah, you have to behave more like <laughs> me because otherwise you're... Yeah, I think that's the scene's intending to show that he's a leader and is fair and is trying to impose fairness on everybody else, but it comes across as a little bit patronising yeah. to the, <laughs> the the primitives. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so anyway, and then at some point Villa turns up with um, Gan and they string Gan up outside yeah. the mine and then they... Because Gan's too... Um, Gan is too strong for them to stop. Yeah, and then they, they sort of trying to get something out of Villa, but he... 
Eva makes a really good show of not, not knowing anything or they work out that, you know, or they, or they assume that he's stupid and that he doesn't know much. They're like, let's just put him to work in the mines. So that apparently <laughs> he's never worked in his life. And Bill is <laughs> like, work? <laughs> what are you going to do with him? Put him to work. It seems he's never done any in his life. Work? <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, dude. And, I know exactly um, how you feel. And then what he winds up in the mines and he's like, uh, this is not how I always saw my life panning out and um, Blake's like don't worry it won't be a long one <laughs> this is radioactive right. and he drops it ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty, he, doesn't, he doesn't get much to do in this episode but he does it pretty no, well yeah, he's pretty funny um, um, then back up on the ship um, Orak has given Kelly a heap of information about Rose well we find out it's information about Rose father and she thinks that Blake needs to know it and Avon's like no yeah, no they're all dead. They, they haven't called back. We should just run away. And he's like, let's go. Let's go away. And he's trying to convince her to go with her and, with him. And she says, no, they're not dead. I can feel that they're not dead. And he just, he just, he's, he's still shitty as well. <laughs> and so he lets her teleport down. And yeah. of course she gets napped. <laughs> yeah. In about two seconds. And then she's on the disorienter. Um, yeah. But I don't think they, oh yeah. They she put, and this is where, this is, we were talking about this earlier. This is a great little bit because she basically, she's got this information about Rose's father from Orac. Um, but she starts sort of being all mystic and telling yeah. and saying that his information she's got as though she's gotten it from um, the commissar's Reading brain. Reading the commissar's mind, yeah. And Ro is being suitably fairly gullible. Suitably impressed. And yeah. taking it at face value and saying she's a mystic and he's all impressed by her and she, fi- she finally telepathically tells Ro that the commissar's going to kill gonna him. Going to kill him unless he kills her first. Unless, unless he kills, he kills him, first. him first. Um But, yeah, so but basically what the information she gives to Ro in the earshot of the commissar, like I just looking at it to alter him telepath- telepathically, mm. um, is that uh, Movo, who was Ro's father, knew who the, what the commissar was and he, you know, uh, you killed him because he was a threat to you. Yeah, right? yeah, the commissar killed him with his own hands. Yeah, he, he killed him because he did hands. not, he would not obey. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so. I mean, this is all obviously true information and um, the commissar is not too keen on her having told Ro that, although he says it's all lies. <laughs> anyway, Callie gets sent off to the mines. Um then the old dude and the young dude have another chat about Blake and who he is, and the young dude has no idea. Yeah. Um, and is sort of angling to get the commissar to call for reinforcements, and but the commissar doesn't want to do that. The commissar wants to put to give Blake him, himself because if he captures Blake in the ship, then he gets a massive reward. Yeah. Um, and the assistant commissar, who's referred to in the guide as, as just assistant commissar, mm. says, "And what do I get?" And you know, it's just a comment. I was like, "That's a bum steer. Fuck you." Yeah, that's um, right. But um, yeah, and yeah, obviously the. What do I get? I walk against a stiff breeze. What do you get? A leak and a look around. Yeah, Bushman's breakfast. Yeah, a leak and a look around. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, they Callie's in the mines. Um, yeah, Selma gets uh, taken away from the mines, and this Selma, is obviously a bribery, bribery attempt. Bribery, a bribery attempt by the commissar to get yeah. Ro to like him again. Yeah, because she gets t- taken away and given back, to, given back to Ro, and she gets a really nice blue dress. Yeah, she blue. looks great. Mm. Um, and um, she's a very pretty lady. Yeah, Selma. she's a very interesting looking woman. Um, <laughs> very distinctive face, and um, <laughs> back on the ship. But then she don't they t- torture her though? No, that's not yet. Later. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Back on the ship, Avon's all on his own. <laughs> oh, no, he's trying to, he's, he, before that, he was trying to sort of get Kelly to check in every 30 seconds. Yeah. And then he's having a little chat to Aurak and 
Or it's like, is that a serious question? And, and goes, off like, into, no. goes off into a daydream about what what, what, yeah. what life will be like alone. And then he um, tries to take him with Callie and it's just static. And, he's yeah. like, and then he looks at the camera and he's like, and then there was one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that all happens. But, yeah, back then then, then after Callie's gone, Avon has this long power-hungry monologue about how he doesn't need anyone, which is quite – I'll put bits of that in there. It's pretty good. Actually, it's because – all right, keeps on, right, keeps on interjection, interjecting. Is that a question? Is that a question? Yeah, what are you talking about? about? What, what, what are you talking about, Avon? <laughs> um... I do not need Blake. I do not need any of the others. Is that a question? I do not need anybody at all. Is that a question? I, I, I must ask you to be more specific. Shut up, he, yeah, he, he wants the odds of how he, how whether he can survive, and Orax says he can basically survive anything but an attack by three pursuit ships at once. Yeah, which is dumb because they've survived ha- attacks by three pursuit ships. I at think once they've managed pilots and weapons because that's the dumb oh, way that the bridge is yeah. set up. That the weapons controls are down. I suppose it's the same on Star Trek, but the weapons are down near the lounge in the pit Mm. and the pilot controls are in the middle at the top. I suppose you can't really do both at once, I guess. But, yeah, you need more than one person to manoeuvre the ship and also fire the main blasters and put up the radiation flare shield. Yeah, well, the radiation flare shield's all the way down the pit, so he could probably do it. He'd just have to run around like That'd be hilarious. Yeah, or well, that could do it, or you can. Anyway, doesn't matter. Apparently, you can't do it with one person and three pursuit ships, and we just have to. All right, we'd have to trust Orac on that. Mm-hmm. And um, about thirty seconds after he said this whole speech, three pursuit ships turn up. Yeah, that's right. More dramatic irony. <laughs> Guess what turns up next? Oh well. So everyone's like, "Fuck!" And yeah. decide. And so he works out. We have a little chat. Well, it's with not Orac. actually dramatic irony because we don't know that the pursuit ships are on their way. We can make a reasonable guess, but yeah. we don't know. We can't see them on their way. But yeah. Um, um, so he's like, "Oh shit, better go down there." So Orac tells him that there are. Um, cameras and gives him a little he has a little thing so he can detect the cameras and shoot them as soon as he gets down there which you know I'm pretty sure he knew about the cameras before at least Callie, Callie went down. down yeah so he was just basically setting them all down to get knocked off because he's he's an asshole yeah I love him dearly but he is an asshole so yeah he goes down kicks some butt destroys all these cameras nearly shoots black yeah um and there's a nice little moment there where he misses Blake and Blake says, missed. Yeah. And you I get know. a good expression from Avon of this, like, yeah, mm. maybe I wish I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the palace, Ro, all the communications have been turned off. Ro can't get any um, messages in or out. Selma very wisely says, look, they're coming to kill you because you're not being good enough. Um and you, we should run away now. We should we should escape. And he says, "No, I can't do that." He's he's a bit wishy washy, and yeah. But he does tell her to run. He says, "Run away." But she, of course, gets caught on the way out. Gets pulled, gets pulled back. back in, and um, they torture her for information because she was chatting to Blake and the, the crew in the pits in the mine. Um, so they think that she's got information about how to get up onto the ship. Right. Um, but she she resists the torture and passes out. And Ro Ro. Looks a bit shaken, but he's okay, and they have a little chat. Um, the commissar and Ro have a little chat, and then he says, "I'd like to go away and just regain collect my, my collect myself, compose myself, because it was a bit difficult watching my girlfriend get tortured." And so he he goes away. Blake and Avon are chatting about how to get down into the the, the throne room through the teleport. They're trying to get the coordinates because um, they've been rescued and they're back up on the ship. Um, uh, Blake sort of teleports in the pal- into the palace. Right at the point where um, Ro returns, yeah, 
And Rose is wearing traditional clothes this time. Traditional clobber. Yep. Yeah. The big helmet with feathers He's on it. He's in his civvies. <laughs> so Rose comes down. Uh, Blake shoots the young guy because the young guy sees him come in and um, yeah. tries to shoot him. So the young guy's dead. Uh, Rose blow darts uh, the commissar in the neck. Um, he says, you will die now. It is the, the death, death serum. Yeah. And um, the commissar has a nice little death scene where he goes, I thought you were one of us. And there's a nice little reflective moment from Rome. He says, I thought you were one of us. Rome. No, I'm not. Seems I never was. And it, it, you could see, like, that the whole. Yeah, it's a good character arc for him, I think. Yeah, it is. And then they have this sort of Danny Mall. Mm-hmm. Danny Mall, where. Um, yeah, Blake says, oh, what will you do now? And, um, and like, oh, you know, we'll carry on. It'll still be called Horizon because you can't really undo everything that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, they'll send more ships. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll, just, we'll fight. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. you go. Um, and But meanwhile, the three pursuit ships are on their way. Yeah. Which is what we're doing. Um, so they, they teleport back up to the, the ship and, and, the, and Blake just says, just wait. Just hang tight. Hang, sit here, and, and Avon and the rest of them are like, but we're, we're going to get out of here, we're going to die, we're going to get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but Blake just says, no, just wait. And before uh, the shoot the shoot ships get them, all three of them get killed by the shield that's around the planet. Yeah. Um, the upshot of this is that the only people who knew about the shield around the planet were the commissar and the few people who knew about Horizon. Which seems to be just weird. Anyway, that would be the case, but that's okay. Um, they so, all explode, these three pursuit ships, so it, and they get on their way. Which, which I, is irony again because it means that Avon would have been fine on yeah, his own. Avon could to go have down. just sat there and waited for the ships to explode yeah. and then he could have taken off. Yeah. <gasps> so there's, it, it, it's sort of another indication of Avon and Blake complimenting each other. Yeah, like, yeah. And Avon not necessarily thinking things All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, so it was. Oopsie, first microphone incident. It's good. I usually don't make it that far without it falling off at least once. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was good. And then um, that's the end. Well, uh, Blake says um, they're all having a go at him for that. You know, it was a hell of a chance to take. And then Blake just says, if they had, if, if we'd, we'd moved, moved, they would have changed course and not been done by the, and, by the shields. And you know, and they would have sent people to follow us and find us because at, at this point, nobody knows that Blake has even been no to Horizon. Mm. So. You know, Horizon can probably get on with things for another couple of years or mm. another year or so, and then, yeah, so it's all happy, 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 joy, joy for everybody. Mm. So, yeah, not too bad at all. No. Not too bad. A, not too bad a day's work. But, um, you know, and we thought we were tired now. So Before, yeah. Yeah, so, but that sort of okay outcome. Quite a good episode, I think. Yeah, it's not bad. Did you, did, okay, well, we'll do before. Did you like the episode, Megan? <laughs> I did. I thought it was a bit scrappy in places, like just cho- choppy, changey back and mm-hmm. forth. For... It seems to be part of the course of this season, on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sort of cut back and forth to the spaceship and to yeah bits and to the mines and then back to the palace. And there's only really three sets in this one. Mm. Well, there's the outside set where in the mines and then there's the throne room and then there's the liberator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did like it. I well, most notably, I liked Elon's thigh high boot boots. <laughs> Yeah, Which you really enough. only see when he teleports down to the planet. Um, they are almost crotch high. <laughs> they, there's very little space between nuck yeah, you don't, and boot. You don't want to be you don't want to be sitting down too quickly in no. those. <laughs> you, might, you, might, you might lose you might lose a testicle. Something would get pinched in there. 
So and they are really, really they're extreme boots. Like you know, you think that they look like they look like dominatrix boots. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're they're, they're higher up than the Julia Roberts Pretty Woman boots. Mm-hmm. They're insane. Mm. I mean, Pravada they are boots. You never really see them but anyway. But he's also got the silver shirt on. Just just the, like little flap bits that are put on his pants instead know. of boots. Like or are they, you know, chaps or you know, I don't know. But they, they, I think they're boots. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so I did like it for the fashion. Jenna has a lovely outfit too, which gets the dirty up. They all get dirtied up in the mines. That's yeah, pretty funny, and isn't it's it? Clearly, just dirt makeup. It's yeah, not the, Villas is like looks, it's clearly been wiped on yeah, with a sponge, the makeup yes. sponge. Yeah, the makeup um, wasn't fake. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> and, yeah, I did like it, but it's certainly not on my in my freedom city. I no, don't think. I think it's a good solid episode. I think that the um, the the discussions of how the Federation is a colonial uh, is colonialist and 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 patronising and um, racist racist and, and it it very exploitative. well established exploitative all of the above. It, it's a good it's a good indication of that. And um, although the primitive culture is not. It's not handled expertly by modern standards. I don't think they did a terrible job no, of it, no, according no. to 1970s. It's not too offensive. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 still racist. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not as it's racist not in the 70s. as it could be, and it's still you know back in the seventies before, before racism, racism was bad. bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't, and you, you don't. You do get a sense that. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I'm not a native person, so I can't speak to whether or not the cult, the the costumes or anything like that were really offensive. I don't actually know. Um, they could be, but um, again, there it was, was certainly it, a mishmash of whatever they were. I would have thought. Yeah, there's not. They, they don't have any meaning that I can see. And uh, yeah, I don't think they've been appropriated inappropriately anywhere from anything specific. No, I think they just sort of um, copied stuff. And, yeah, or just used whatever the BBC had on hand from whatever they filmed on Doctor Who the previous week. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. That's well, the, the, the blue costumes that Roe and um, Selma wear look a bit like crinoline um, uh, shower curtains. They do. Yeah. yeah they're, they're very pretty. They're crimpy. Crimpy. Well, not crimpy, they're pleated. Not all the way pleated. Pleated is completely full, isn't it? They're, they're, they're tough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. They're, they're good. They're great. And they're mini. I mean, Selma's especially looks fantastic. But, um, yeah, they could well be They could well be wildly wildly offensive. I just don't know just don't specific know. culture to which they were but, offensive. Yeah. So did you like it on balance? I did, yeah. yeah I, thought it was, I thought it was a good, solid episode. Um, I really liked the actor who played Roe. I thought the commissar was fabulous. He was just such an asshole. Yeah. Um, I guess you missed the only thing you're missing with this one. You're missing Serverland and you're missing Travis and mm. some of the things that we sort of. Well, we're just. I mean, spoiler like. alert: we're gearing up to to big lots, lots and lots of Travis. Yes, that's true. Um, so, I think this is this was a nice little bottle episode. Sort of take yeah, a breath before we go into the, the other arc, the big arc of yeah. this season, which um, basically consumes all the rest of the episodes, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Um, I'm just trying to think. There was one. There's one that's. There's a couple that are terrible. Oh, we were, we were looking through the we were looking through the guide earlier. And just looking shockers. Oh, okay, yeah. Hostage is a bottle episode. Kind of, but it's sort of kind of, kind of linked into it, isn't it? Hostage, and then a couple yeah. of them are half and half. Killer is this a bottle episode. Killer is a bottle episode. That's, that's I like Killer though. Um, okay, but next one we've got mm. pressure point. So um, yes, um, did you have a Brian? I did have a Brian. Okay, I need to hear your Brian. I haven't really made up my mind about who my Brian is. My, my Brian is Callie again. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's becoming a, a favourite Brian. Yeah, right? yeah. 
just for the audacity of being a telepath and then pretending to be psychic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Down yeah. there and like, going, I'm going to pretend to be a mystic and freak you all out with stuff I got from a computer instead of... Yeah, um, yeah. I think she was awesome in that regard. It was really interesting. And, yeah, she, she's, she's very confident and very um, sort of patronising towards Avon in this as well. Like, she, she's, she's very... She's, she knows what she's about. Yeah, she's not getting pushed around by no. him. Yeah. No, and she's also she's not getting pushed around by Blake either at the beginning when she's going, you know, we're all fucking sick, dude. Just listen to me. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. And and also <laughs> just shooting up Villa with drugs because yeah, being yeah, annoying. <laughs> which which leads me to my Brian and my Brian is Villa because <laughs> um yeah he's just he's he's not he's not opposed to taking medication <laughs> to get him through. Yeah, he's like, and oh, he doesn't I, mind being a bit off his face. You no, know, uh, and, and being down to the planet like a little bit off his face still. Yeah, he must like, have been. Just you know that's. That's the way to go about it, mate. Yeah, I think I think my follow up, my my backup Brian would have been Villa yeah. as well for that for that for that, for that one little bit where he goes work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. He's living his best life. He's never done a day's work in his life. Yeah, that's right. And that's uh, all good. It's all good by him. So yeah, I think he's living his best life in this episode. No, it's a good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Um, it's not sort of yeah. There's not any speed mincing. There's not you know. There's not. There's a few things that aren't really. There to sort of chat about. There's, There's not... Avon's silver shirt, which is always nice. Silver shirt and the boots are the big. That's yeah. the big fashion cast mm-hmm. of the episode. Should we talk uh, about what, what we've got on next week? What's on next week? We've got pressure point next week. <sighs> the Liberator has returned to the vicinity of the solar system, and the crew believe this is to enable Blake to observe the workings of Federation security. However, Blake suddenly announces his intention to take control, centre of all Federation computer networks. Mm-hmm. So and another are. indication of Blake being a bit of a sneaky asshole. A bit of an autocrat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> pack your tissues with this one. It is interesting because, um, yeah, he does um, on you know several you know rereads or several reviewings. You do realise that he's just a he's a he's snippy. He's, he's, he's not a great. He's, he's not. He doesn't trust his staff. Yeah, he's not good. At, he's not good at um, delegating. That's right. He doesn't trust his staff. So you know, he would he would not get five star in a, a five stars in a management review. I'm sorry, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> he, he would fail the 360 performance review uh-huh. process. I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would not uh, do so well on that. No. Um, he doesn't. He hasn't got. He hasn't got the book with it. Five habits of highly effective people. No, he hasn't had a look at I don't at that think yet. one of them is don't tell people what you're going to do just before you do it. That's right. Mm. Yeah, that's well, you know, you've got to, yeah, there's a whole bunch of ways to manage engagement. <laughs> I don't think that uh, Blake's read any of the business literature. No, no, no none of the leadership stuff. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done a master's in leadership. So, um, yeah. I think that's probably it, isn't it? That's probably it. We should thank um, all of our uh, listeners. We should. And um, our lovely uh, our new friend of the pod, Morgan, for yeah, our hello. first yeah. and only email. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to get in touch with us, uh, like Morgan, you can do so by emailing us at, on at our email address, classicallyawful at gmail.com, or by tweeting at us at classicallya on Twitter. Um, I'm uh, contactable directly at Megalua on Twitter. Um, and I'm at Imogen Rights. Um, if you would like... Um, no, no. Thank you. Uh, you better, we should thank 
Yeah. And my, my good friend Claire, Claire Fass for oh, her logo. logo and artwork. Um, I'm thinking about getting a few stickers of that made if people oh, are interested. Oh, that'd be great. So, yeah. um, she has a Redbubble as well as a Patreon. So if you guys, she does lots of really great art. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Redbubble, but basically you can get any of her art on stuff. So um, she's got a great, a lot of great stuff up there that you can get phone cases for oh, cool. stuff like that. So if you're looking for new things like that, go for that. Um, and of course, Terry loves big, big, Terry loves big, big disco. disco. Yes. Saying, no. Big Jeff loves big disco set. So his actual name is. <laughs> okay. um, for our for our for our intro and outro. You know, I looked at that this morning when I was having a little and listen. Can... I'm like, Terry does loves big disco. I'm like, I thought it was Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what you said in the end of the last episode. Yeah, like, we were trying to remember what it was called. Yeah. You just went, Terry Lars, big disco, and lost it. Yeah. It, was so funny. it was funny. Anyway, so yes. Yeah. Um, Jeff Love uh, has unfortunately passed, but his music lives on. And as the theme tune. Theme tune. Before our podcast. But he's got some, have a look up on um, his YouTube because there's some really good, he's got some great stuff up there. Um, yeah, and that, that I think that brings us this episode to a close. close and close. and close <laughs> see you all next week bye next week bye, bye.